Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Everybody and welcome to another edition of Craft Root Sports. It's Wednesday night. It's time to pop a beer. Join in for the drunkest sports takes around. I am Mike, hanging out with me as always. My main man Scott. Scott, how you feeling tonight? Pretty good. Back for another week. How you doing? Doing great, man. Doing great. Ready to drink some good beer and uh, answer everybody's questions. Also, as always, with us tonight, Drew Mookie. How you feeling, Mookie? I'm feeling good and ready to roll. Let's get to some of these questions. <laughs> There are a ton of good questions that that we got for the show. Like, insane. Uh, We got bombarded with questions from you guys. So thank you all for uh, tweeting at us, texting us. We got a voicemail message that we got as well. We got, there are tons of people sliding into these DMs, these questions. So we'll get to all of those uh, throughout the show. We're going to talk. You know what? I don't even want we'll, we'll get into those because there's there's it's just a, so much to get into. It's a surprising level of quality for such a mediocre group. So I'm I'm very impressed with the way everyone stepped up tonight. I just hope that we do our job and disappoint properly. Well, and and that's exactly what we'll do because yes, that's sir. what we do. <laughs> mediocre responses for mediocre people. <laughs> you two white bread speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, I prefer Wonder Bread. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I wouldn't give any of you the highest quality of white bread. Let's pump the brakes. <laughs> You're like great value. <laughs> you might be Kroger brand uh, honey wheat. I'm proud. I would be proud to be that kind of brand. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, please be sure to hit that share button. Help us out. Make sure your friends are seeing the stream. Um, make sure they're available to, to see all these ridiculous answers that we got for all of your sweet questions. Uh, be sure to comment below what you're drinking tonight. We want to know what's in your cup uh, as we tell you what's in ours. And uh, this is First Pour brought to you as always by dugout mugs we got the hookup for you everybody new link dugoutmugs.com slash craft much simpler 
That's going to get you 15% off. The people at Dugout Mugs were like, you guys have been with us for a year now. Uh, you've supported us. You've mentioned us on every single episode. So we're going to help you out, uh, help the people that listen to your show out. We're going to bump you up from 10% to 15%. So use that link, uh, dugoutmugs.com slash craft, and get 15% off your entire order. No code. Except for if you're going to order Yankees, don't bother. You're not getting anything <laughs> off of it. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Don't. Don't use it for a Yankees mug. We don't want to see any of that, uh, but use it for anything else. This week, we are drinking a Goonies-inspired beer, Never Say Die, from Imagination Brewing in Missoula, Montana. Not really the place you think of when you think mecca of craft beer, but this is a, apparently an up-and-coming brewery, Imagination. Uh, the flavor profile, they say this is, it's kind of interesting, they say it's a West Coast and an East Coast style IPA, tons of hops, gives you pineapple, citrus, and resin flavors, and a hazy and pillowy soft mouthfeel. So you get the best of both worlds when it comes to IPAs. Uh, you get that hoppy West Coast style, but you also get that kind of hazy Northeast style. Uh, Drew, what do you think of this one? Oh, I'm super excited. I just cracked it, took a quick sniff. It smells fantastic, man. This is this going to be a great one. I can already tell. Does your mug still little- smell like last week? It, not as much. I can still pick up some of that like uh, cinnamon and chocolate from like two weeks ago, but no, I'm looking forward to this one. This one's gonna be great. <laughs> uh, Scott, what do you think of this one so far? They should have called it Middle of Nowhere IPA if they were gonna go uh, <laughs> Midwest uh, Montana with it and do the West Coast East Coast thing. But now uh, this is pretty solid. Um, I'm surprised that there's any breweries in Montana that can ship out here because what the hell else is in Montana? Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, I also didn't know that Missoula, Montana was a place. So, um, you know, good for them. Um, I dig the fact that this is a little homage to uh, one of my favorite movies from the 80s, Goonies. Goonies might be the only action movie I've ever seen. Uh, Is that that bad? You, You consider Goonies an action movie? You don't? What about Goonies is not an action movie? I, it, the part where there's not much action? What? Yeah. Uh, there's all kinds of booby traps. They're the, running away the, from bad guys. The truffle shuffle isn't uh, action. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> They're running from bad guys. It's all legendary. Right, well, <laughs> we'll see how Never no Say action. Die holds up uh, throughout this show. <laughs> this is First Pour brought to you by Dugout Mugs. Again, dugoutmugs.com slash craft. Get 15% off your entire order. Sell out. Thank you, Joe, for hitting us up with that one. Appreciate that. Uh, wait, so you guys, are, you guys don't think the Goonies is a an action movie? What would you no. classify? What would you classify it as then? I would classify it as a coming of age movie. <laughs> that is the perfect way to sum that up, Scott. <laughs> like, that there's is no 100% way that, percent accurate. There's no way that it's in the action section, though. Like seriously, I I don't know what type of genre it fits in, but action is not one that comes to mind. I would say. Youth action is is what that would should be classified as a youth action movie. That yes. was just making up sections. It had to exist. It had to exist at Blockbuster for it to be a section. Youth action. <laughs> Meanwhile, somewhere Joe's going. What's a Blockbuster? <laughs> uh, Robert Taylor drinking the bakery uh, bakery by the brewery. That's a fantastic beer. And Matt Barr uh, doing what he always does, crushing some Natterdays. Like the champ that he is, he's probably washing it down with some peanut butter whiskey because that's what Matt Barr does on a Wednesday night. Well, now I, I got a story for our boy, our boy Matt Barr. I don't know if I told him the show previously, but I know I told you, Sherman, in a different conversation. 
two or three weeks ago, we got our delivery order, our grocery order. And like almost every time we put on a rack in Saturdays because you always got to keep that stock, right? Well, bless this lady's heart. Our Instacart driver was so apologetic. She goes, they didn't have any left. So I just, I grabbed what I could. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, totally fine. No worries. Like that is not the biggest concern in life right now. Well, she says this as she's carrying a six pack of tall boy Saturdays up. I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's something. And then I go in start wiping stuff down, whatever. And she keeps coming back from the car. And by the end of it, I realized she grabbed us five, six packs of tall boy Natterdays. Oh, so man. somehow instead of a 30 rack of regular cans, we ended up with 30 tall boy Natterdays. And I'm like, you know what? You done well. You done very, very well. So, Matt, I feel like you could appreciate that. Wanted to share that one out. Shout out to, I don't know. I don't even remember her name. I feel terrible. But we tipped her real well because, oof. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's great. But more importantly, Chris America has pointed out that Goonies isn't as action-packed as Three Ninjas. And if ever there was going to be a youth action movie, it would be Three, three Ninjas. Ninjas. Chris America yes. or the yes. win. <laughs> Tom Tom just shadow over you. <laughs> I love it. Uh, if you guys have any questions, be sure to uh, add them in the chat uh, below. Just hit us up, um, either YouTube, uh, here on Periscope or Facebook Live. Drop your questions below. Uh, let's get to the first question that came through. This is from Sully. Uh, he wanted to know, are the Patriots going to tank for Trevor this year? Uh, what do you think? I hope not, because I hate that kid more than anything else. Him and his damn sunshine flow unlocks. He can just stay down there with Bill. I'm sorry, <laughs> William. Him and William can just stay down there all they want. I, uh, the last thing I need to see is Bill Belichick continue on his legacy with with that clown. Uh, yeah, I don't. I feel like Bill Belichick is the type of guy that he he's too big of an asshole to tank for anybody regardless of how how big the uh the name is but i feel like this is there's this conspiracy theory because they didn't pick up a quarterback they didn't draft one they're riding with stidham that they're going to try to tank to to get the next tom brady uh do you think that's something belichick could actually do scott um no i don't think he has it in him i mean there he's too competitive he's too much of an asshole and if it looked like he was ever going to be in a position to get uh trevor he would put his pedal to the metal and make sure that he didn't but then he would somehow cheat and move up in the draft and get him anyway (laughs) so i mean he doesn't have to put himself in a position there record wise he'll just make sure that he gets it one way or the other that's fair. Uh, I think that's that's the better uh, logical answer here. It's not that they would tank for Trevor. It's that they will just cheat in the draft to move up and get Trevor. Uh, also, it, it, do you think, first of all, they're talking about Trevor might not even be the number one pick next year. They're saying that Justin Fields uh, might overtake him as the guy in next year's draft. There's no way. I don't know, man. He kind of got exposed in that LSU game. Last year in that national championship, Trevor did not look good. So I think it is I mean, possible. That, that's fine. He has he's had one bad game. What now in two years? I mean, <laughs> not, I, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm sure that between now and the time it, that he gets drafted, there'll be all sorts of picking him apart and all sorts of things that we haven't seen. But uh, what just happened? We just lost live video. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we keep uh, getting disconnected. We're still. Well. Uh, I'm trying to sort it out on now my I'm side. Some kid from a refugee camp telling me to donate <laughs> money to UNICEF. <laughs> this is going. This is going real well tonight, boys. <clears throat> 
So is anybody still seeing those, or we're just nope. talking to each other? <clears throat> no, nah, gone. It keeps popping in and out. Uh, we keep getting disconnected and coming back on, and I, I'm trying to work on it from my side. We still got people though uh, tuning in I'm here. I'm not sure how, but this is Facebook's fault. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. Uh, let's see what the next question is that we got lined up for tonight. Uh, the next question that came in, this was an anonymous text that came in. Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, and Ben Roethlisberger, they're all getting up there in age. All of them are on two or one-year contracts. Uh, which one is the first one to retire? Scott, who do you got? Mm, ben. You think Ben's the first one to go? Yeah, because he's been the the most beaten up of all of them. The rest of them haven't been touched for most of their career, and the league will protect them to the very end. Ben is kind of that bastardized child of that group where it's just like, yeah, he's been a name and he's done his thing, but last year he was mostly non-existent and out hurt, and they can do without him. But the other ones, they're the cash cows, and they won't let them get touched. So I think Ben is the first one of that group to go. I'd be interested if he's the the first one to go. And the reason why I say that is, uh, I mean, we know Brady's going to go two years. You know, he's definitely like he's already said he wants to go till he's 45. He signed that two year contract with Tampa Bay. I think he stays there. Rivers, uh, he's on a two year contract in Indy. Uh, maybe he goes out full time. But Breeze is the one that I'm questioning. Uh, you're laughing at that, Drew? You don't I, think? No, I, I, dude, I forgot Rivers was in Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about that. <laughs> that's that's why I'm laughing. Um, sorry, Mike. You you can finish with the tape. No, but like, I, oh, I think God. I think out of those names, I would I would put it between Rivers and Breeze as the first ones to go, uh, rather I, than I think, Roethlisberger. I think Breeze have... goes first. I think Breeze goes first. He's got a gig already lined up, man. Well, that's I, I feel that's like the he's other. He's got thing. an eye on the transition out of the game. You know what I mean? When you're starting to plan what you do after football, I mean after playing football. You're kind of checking out a little bit. He's probably sitting there just being like, "Listen, Taysom, let me just set you up here, bud. Let me let me show you the ropes. Make sure I hand this off to you in a solid state." And then he's gonna and he's gonna ride off into the uh, the sunset. On I think it's NBC's funnier best. that you think Taysom Hill is the one who's gonna grab the reins. There's no way that he's the next one after. No, Maurice. definitely no not. There, he can't be right. He can't be the one that that mm-hmm. takes. What are you over talking about? Taysom's gonna get himself a fifty million five year year deal. You kidding me? Haven't you heard what he's worth? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, let's get to Matt Barr's question because he's he's already asked if we've asked his question yet. Uh, So, Drew, we'll go to you first on this one. Who is your favorite player, any sport, and what's the one jersey that they could wear that would cause you to absolutely hate them? And we'll we'll break this up uh, two categories. We'll start off with current player. Who's your current favorite player, any sport? I'm glad that's, you prepped. That's tough, man. That's tough because um, all my teams suck. <laughs> and so, like, there's really no one I want to, like, hitch my wagon to necessarily. Uh, you know, the, the first one that jumps to mind, and, and it's a little bit of a deep cut because it's hockey, and so everyone's going to tune out if they haven't already lost our interconnect, internet connection. But uh, Justin Ab- Abdicator for the Detroit Red Wings, uh, you know, he's a, he's a solid guy. He's, you know, very 
Motown. Like, you know, he's a grinder. He'll fight. He'll score a little bit. Do a little bit of everything. Did you just say um, he's Motown like? He's, oh yeah, he's Motown oh, yeah. like, but he's a grinder. I'm trying to decipher what the uh, the code words are are here. <laughs> I'm also trying to figure out what his definition of Motown is because when I think of Motown, I think of you know uh, classic R and B from the <laughs> yes. 70s. So I'm oh, like, yeah. how does he fit that? Mold? Yeah, real smooth, real consistent, very entertaining. <laughs> but at the same time, you cross them, they'll they'll just smack you silly back on eight mile you know what I mean? you eight white people Woodward. will bastardize anything <laughs> scott i started talking about hockey man come on now <laughs> i know but just, just taking motown to just some generic white guy and how he is like come on no motown's detroit and detroit is motown <laughs> no they're two separate things i mean like motown is the nickname of detroit but when i think of motown i think you know the temptations and you know that which era. De- which detroit Founded, right? But it has <laughs> nothing to do. Style with, started in Detroit. They it has nothing to do hand. with their hockey players. Like I've never described <laughs> any of their hockey players. You know, Steve Eisenman well, wasn't. Scott, Motown. what the hell else do we have in Detroit? Come on, man. The auto industry shit. Uh, you know, the city's basically dying before COVID even hit. I mean, let us have the one small glimmer of of things that we can hang our hat on. Shoot. So Motown. All right. So what's the jersey that Mister Motown could wear that would cause <laughs> you to hate him? The avalanche. Okay. You put on an av sweater and done. I'll cut you right in your face. Uh, Scott, who is your favorite athlete, current athlete, uh, any sport? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I'm probably going to go George Kittle. And if he was wearing a Raiders or Seahawks jersey, then it would kill me. <laughs> like, absolutely kill me. But, but what about if it's a Vegas Raiders jersey? Wouldn't matter because Wouldn't matter. I don't want to hear Daniel's mouth one way or the other. He would <laughs> he'd be like, oh, we got George Kittle. And all of a sudden it'd be his favorite player. And, you know, he'd talk him up and yeah. it would be as if he went to Michigan. I just wouldn't be able to handle that. But if it, if it was on Seattle, I don't even know any Seattle fans, but I wouldn't be able to handle seeing every time I see a former 49er in a uh, Seattle jersey, a little part of me dies. So and, I'll go Kittle and either one of those jerseys. Does it go the opposite way? But. <laughs> Does it go the opposite way? Like when you see a former Seahawks in a Niners jersey, like Sherman, are you are? Did you have to pull that one eighty, where you were, um, you hated him, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, he's cool, I love him. Well, no, see, because here's my thing: I did hate Sherman, but it wasn't like an overnight thing. It wasn't, oh, they signed him and I'm good and everything's forgiven. It took a while. I would say about halfway through his first year before it was like, okay, uh, you know, I'm on board. And honestly, I mean, he's a Niner, so I'm embrace him, but I would never have a Sherman jersey. And I'll never, you know, go super hard for him. Like I love him, but it's not—it's not the same type of love that I'd have for anybody else who never wore that jersey. That's fair. I—I I can understand that one. Uh, Scott chiming in as the unofficial stat guy of the show. I'm answering all questions in this chat. <laughs> he says Lindor you, as a you Yankee uh, is the answer for this one. I mean, for him personally, yes, that would be the answer. Uh, he, although Lindor is one of those guys, I do like Lindor as a player. And honestly, I don't even know if I'd lose any respect for him if he went to the Yankees because he probably is going to the Yankees at the end of the season. He's already said he's not doing any contract talks with Cleveland this year. Well, to be fair, though, has Lindor 
ever really felt like an Indian. Like, no, I, I, no. Ask Indians fans. Like he's what? not one of those guys that I've really thought, oh, he's Cleveland. Like those 95 Indians and like, like certain guys Kenny that Lofton. there. Right. Yeah, like they feel a certain way. And Lindor, as good as he's been for Cleveland and as much as I know they love him, he's never felt like a Cleveland guy. So seeing him leave, I feel like wouldn't be that big of a deal to Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, but but some of the other guys that have been there. I feel like it's really hard in baseball to hold it against a guy when you go make you go for making like what I don't know what Lindor is making now. Let's just call it eight ten million a year, right? And then he goes the Yanks is going to be pulling down thirty five million dollars a year. Like for me in baseball, and again being a Tigers fan, it's kind of like ah, it's a thing we go and drink beer at in the summer because that team is trash. But like when you when you like quadruple your net worth like that, can you really hold it against a guy? Whereas in yes. other sports where there's <laughs> Okay, <laughs> moving on. No, I mean, absolutely. If you sign with the Yankees, I don't give a shit what the reason. I still harbor ill feelings towards Brian McCann. He came back to the Braves so, and retired. And I still was just like, you've got that Yankee stench on you, man. And you, and you willingly sign there. Like, I, So what I, if it's, what if it's like that. the Bo Sox? I don't give a shit. They're a necessary evil. I don't have anything against the Red Sox. It's, it's just, just the Yankees for yes, Scott. No, so that's, okay, they so, exist all right. to stop the Yankees from doing what they're doing. So that's once fair. that happens, it's between the Mets and the Yankees. But the Red Sox, they're just kind of there. Like if if it was like, oh, hey, they signed this free agent deal and it came down the Red Sox and the Yankees and they signed with the Red Sox, and be like, well, at least it wasn't New York. <laughs> so so if they if they go to the Mets though, do you hate them the same way? Because they're like, yeah, but at the end of the day, he's stuck with the Mets organization. So uh, <laughs> nope, son, you I, I don't hate him the same way, but I'm just saying it's one and two as far as hatred goes. Like it, again, if they signed with the Mets, it'd be like, wow, that's a real kick to the dick. At least it wasn't the Yankees. <laughs> that's true. Um, I think for me in this one, uh, current favorite athlete has to be Joey Votto, despite the fact that he's got that weird warm up check swing that he does. Uh, that he and he's started. Canadian. He is Canadian. Yeah. Uh, and actually, that was the one. If he had gone, I mean, I know the answer for any baseball fan is if they go to the Yankees or an in division rival, but I was going to hate him if he went to Toronto. Like, I think it's more disrespectful to go from a small market team to like another small market team like i would find more if he went to the yankees i could be like well at least he's trying to get money or uh if he went to a you know the cardinals it's like well at least he's trying to get that ring but if you went to like another team who had the same odds of winning the title and isn't making you be mad at him for going to the blue jays because see in that scenario i'd be like eh, well he went home like still be mad i'd still be mad i'd be like you've lived here labat blue and poutine and all you've lived here long enough you've lived here long enough that this is home now no, Forget I, that. I, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but like for me, it would be much less of an issue. I mean, F- Freddie Freeman, you know, his mom was like French Canadian or whatever. He plays for the Canadian team in the World Baseball Classic. French Canadian is not real Canadian. Okay, fine. It's not. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if he signed with Toronto, it'd be like, oh, well, that's just, that sucks. But if he signs with New York, then wow, Freddie Freeman dead, you're to, dead you. to me. Any, uh, all right, think, any- wait, real quick. Think about this story, right? Let's just play this out. Joey Votto goes, he signs with Toronto, right? He plays a month or two, is having a terrible season, then somehow forces a trade back to the Midwest. And it comes out later in the news that really the reason was because without that skyline running through and providing a diuretic, <laughs> that's what ruined his game. Would that make it okay, Sherm? No, because then he's just on the same <laughs> level as as Joe Burrow that uh, you hate Skyline. I got issues with that. No, no, that's what I'm saying. He needs the Skyline. 
Oh, in that case, then he needs the skyline to flush his system when he's shooting up and whatnot <laughs> to be able to get that out of there. So it doesn't test positive. <laughs> there's no way if anybody's watched Joey Votto play in his career, there is no way that man is ever testing positive for anything. Not even uh, not even like a uh, like a uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. He's anyway, testing positive for boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was trying to come up with personality. He wasn't even going to test positive for personality. I couldn't think because I was reading at the same time. Uh, anyways, we need to we need to get that drop on the board. He white as mayonnaise. <laughs> Because I feel like over the last two or three weeks, there's been at least a couple occasions I would have played well, and this was one of them. Yeah, that probably would. He's have. boring as mayonnaise. He is boring as mayonnaise. Uh, a favorite athlete all time. Let's go that route now. Uh, all time favorite athlete. Because I think it's if Some, it, go ahead. Drew. Someone else should start because I'm gonna bore the hell out of everyone again. Because oh, I was sitting here thinking Jesus. about this. I'm like, God, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. So Scott, again, it's it's tough because I got the Lions. Who okay, Barry Sanders was great, but it wasn't my favorite athlete all time. The Tigers are, eh, whatever. Red Wings, I don't want to go to hockey twice. Notre Dame football, I love it. Nobody wants you to hockey twice. Exactly. (laughs) That's why I ain't doing it. I don't see JB, goddamn it, popping up on the chat. It's not even your hockey thing. It's just the fact that you don't know what Motown means. That's why I'm like, "Uh, you never talk about Motown. We're going to have to have a talk after this guy, (laughs) me and you. We're going to just have to. Crap root sports after dark. We're going to have to hash this out because I'll tell you what. I took history rock in college, and I got a solid B. So I know what I'm about. (laughs) All right. Come at me. But. All that aside, I hate to do it, but my favorite athlete of all time would have to be Thierry Henry, Arsenal player, Arsenal legend. And if he ever went to Man United, I would I would find him and cut his Achilles. Should have stuck with hockey. <laughs> I could have. Wait, but uh, but but Steve Eisenman already left and came back, so we're we're already mending those fences, right? Like, so wait, who is your who is your favorite all time athlete? All all time player. He is a striker from Arsenal. A football club based in London, England. Mayonnaise, man. Nice. Nice. See, there we go. Look at this production value. How about that? The fact that you have to describe who your favorite player is. It's on the damn flag right here, dude. This shit's been hanging up here for a month and two two months now. Ain't no one know nothing about that, though. It's fine. It's fine. I get it. I see where I'm at. It's okay. Let's go talk about the Reds some more, some baseball, right? An OWG sport. <laughs> Scott, who's your favorite uh, favorite player all time? Who cares? <laughs> I should just keep it straight Mookie style. I'm going to go Mark Lemke with the Braves. <laughs> you know, a second baseman from the mid-90s that nobody knows, and I have to describe. <laughs> but, dude, he could turn to, like, nobody's business. Let me tell you what. Uh, okay, all right. Now that I've Mine's got that Corey out, Schneider see. from the Indians in the eighties. <laughs> you guys suck balls. Let me just say that right now. I'm trying to play along, be a good sport. I can't help who I like. I can't like the cards I was dealt growing up in Michigan in the nineties. At least I didn't say Tom Brady because his ass was in Ann Arbor at the same time I was. <laughs> okay, okay, school. that's a fair point. I'm glad you didn't. First of all, when this question came up, my first thought was, does anybody even need to ask me this question? Like seriously. Well, there's He's a lot my of favorite athlete of all time. Yeah, that's a good point. So, what what uh, jersey that Jordan could put on that you would hate him? Lakers. Nah, yeah. Period. <laughs> if you wear a Lakers jersey, you're dead to me. Um, and that was never a uh, thing for Jordan. He wore that god awful, ugly early 2000s Wizards jersey, but nobody cares about that. That didn't happen. Um, but yeah, if Jordan were for whatever reason to have ever put on a Lakers jersey, it would have been a I got to go with uh, my favorite all time, and it, it's because I was influenced by him growing up. But uh, 
Omar Vizquel was probably my favorite athlete growing up just because I was young watching the Indians up in Northeast Ohio. And honestly, if he was on any other team, I probably wouldn't have even known who he was. It would it would have just been whoever on that Indians roster. So if he had a different jersey on, I don't I don't think it would have I would have cared at all. Um, all right, so Matt Barr has a follow up question to this one. Wait, re- real quick, Robert Taylor is burning through our character count right now. Dude will not stop talking about Petty Mahomes. <laughs> like we're we're good. Like hey, you see the side here. This shit is he's gonna fill up the whole damn sidebar with Petty Mahomes talk. And I want to give Scott credit for not engaging. So. <laughs> It'll work, bud. Well, to, to be fair, every single week, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. We could be talking about, you know, how we cut our grass and somehow he would bring up Mahomes. So it's not that hard to ignore. It's been, what, two years running? So. <laughs> uh, all right. So Matt Barr By wants to By the way, JB is on here and calling out Corey Schneider from the New Jersey Devils. So thank you, JB, for showing up late, but had my back in the hockey talk. Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> Good hockey talk, fellas. Uh, also, also, great ginger, soccer apparently. talk. Great soccer talk great today. Soccer. Very proud of uh, the soccer talk Top we notch. did. Uh, all right, so Matt Barr wants to know, now that we know who uh, your all-time and your current favorite players are, you get one snap, uh, they're gone, everything's they're out, accolades, highlights, memories, everything is gone. Which one of those are you getting rid of? Are you getting Scott, are you getting rid of Jordan, or are you getting rid of Kittle? Um, well, you said... Current and all time, but I, I know that the way that this question was posed, it just said in general. And uh, I'm going to have to go with, if we go through each sport, it's like uh, Jordan, Jerry Rice, Chipper Jones, and then I don't care for the rest of them. Uh, I'm going to have to go ahead and go with Chipper Jones, and that's only because the Braves probably still stumble into that 95 World Series victory without them. And as much as I love them, they didn't win shit else the entire time he was there. <laughs> um, and while, you know, I know Kittle's new and they, you know, didn't win this year, there, there's still plenty of time. Uh, but, you know, looking at it, it's like without Jerry Rice, they, there's a few of those titles that they don't have, maybe all of them. Uh, and obviously Jordan, without Jordan, there's a, a lot less titles in Chicago. I don't give a shit about the team, but just the fact that he's got all those rings. So I would say if I had to Thanos snap anybody, it would be Jones. So... Fair enough. Drew, who are you uh, Thanos snapping out of existence, out of your favorite players? Let it be somebody we've heard of, please. Don't explain <laughs> well, then that disqualifies my category of favorite players, but that's cool. You mean you can't man. eliminate somebody from Motown? <laughs> no, because we ain't one shit, dude. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I just was thinking about the fact that there's so many people that exemplify Motown that maybe you could eliminate one of them. I mean, I'm not going to take the Supreme's gold records away from them. That'd be rude. <laughs> Flexing that Motown knowledge right there. Oh, man. Uh, the stream keeps dropping. We can't keep it together. What a shit show already. And we're only however many minutes. I don't even know what's happening anymore. Uh but let's let's take a quick second and uh, thank one of our sponsors on the show. Uh, we want to give yeah, a shout when the out. The stream's to... frozen. Let's thank our sponsor. That's great timing, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be back. It'll be back at some point. Look, I'm gonna have to do something uh, with this later on. I might have to re-upload the video. Just get rid of the live. Just upload the video and do so. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but anyways, we want to thank More Labs. All you got to do, everybody, go to morelabs.com. Use the code Sports, and you can get twenty percent off your entire order. Uh, that's it. They got miracle drugs help you get to sleep help you get over a hangover uh stuff that 
There it goes. Just disconnected again. <laughs> uh, you get uh, stuff to help you focus. More Labs has it all. All you got to do, morelabs.com. Use the code SPORTS, and you're going to get 20% off your entire order. Sell out. Thank you, Joe, again, for the properly timed sellout cue. Uh, appreciate that. Um, yeah, Donnie Joe's saying I'm, killing it this week. He's really killing it. Uh, I just wish he could figure out what's going on with the stream and, and, uh, fix that. So Joe, get on. Can you fix that? Thanks, man. All right, cool. All right. Let's, um, let's talk real quick. Here's a, a question that came in an anonymous text. The idea has been floated that there may not be beer sales at NFL games this year. Would you go to a game if you can't have a beer? You good, Drew? I know. Every time the stream drops, I have to watch some dumbass UNICEF ad. <laughs> I mean, if you just send them $5 a day, they'd be able to eat. But... <laughs> yeah, because they, they give them those kids 10 cents of rice every day and eat another $4.90 for their friggin' charity foundation. Where's Sally Struthers when you need her? <laughs> She's, I mean, you've seen that South Park. She's all obese somewhere eating Twinkies and Ho-Hos. <laughs> That's why I bring her up. Uh, so anyways would you go to an nfl game if you couldn't drink beer no i what is the point of that that's what what, i'm saying what is that helping i don't understand so here's the reasoning behind it this is why they said they would potentially do this it'll limit trips to the bathroom where it's crowded and you can't really socially distance it'll eliminate people standing close to each other in line at uh at the the concession stands um so i and I mean, personally, I feel like it's just going to keep people away. Like, I would not go to an NFL game if I couldn't drink beer. I don't know if I'd go to any professional sports game if I couldn't drink beer. I mean, that's that's fair. If we're at the point, though, where we're trying to keep people out of bathrooms and socially distanced, why the hell are we having people, fans at sporting events? Like, I, you're going to be sitting two inches away from each other. Like, the way that some of these stadiums are set up, you can't not be on your neighbor's lap to watch the game because they're selling you a ticket for 10 inches of bench space. Right. Like really beer beer is where we're going to draw the line. Like that's what's going to solve the problem. <laughs> Get the hell out of here, man. Ridiculous. Scott, would you go to a professional sports game if you couldn't drink beer? Wait, no, no, no. Back up because the question was question is NFL. The NFL question game. was NFL. Correct. Yeah. And, and my thing is I've been to three NFL games in my life. One of them was a preseason game and the two others were Bengals Cincinnati game or Bengals 49ers games. And I personally, I don't even like the NFL in person. So if you tell me I couldn't drink beer there, it doesn't change anything for me because I'm not going to all that many games anyway. So eliminate beer, add more. It's, it is what it is. Like NFL in person is one of the crappiest sporting events. I mean, like come at me. I would agree with you. Uh, it's, it's not, and well, although part of the reason why I don't like NFL games live is because people are drunk assholes at NFL games. So if you, if they're not drunk, then maybe they'd be a little bit more tolerable to be around. Uh, Greg chiming in saying, if we aren't drinking beer, we're going to have water and soda and still need to use the bathroom. It makes zero sense. And he's a hundred percent right. The line of logic there that they have is, is completely stupid. Uh, Matt saying, I would go to an NFL game without beer. I would not go to a baseball game without beer. Uh, I don't now, know. See, that's, that's, that's the thing. Like baseball without beer, it becomes an issue because as much as I love baseball, uh, baseball live without beer, 
it's a struggle, but like, just yeah, the what's NFL the point? Yeah. The <laughs> NFL in general is not a great live sport unless you're in certain spots. And so like, that's for me, it's an easy call. It's like, eh, I don't care. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't go. I, it, and uh, I'm with you, Scott. I struggle to make it anyways, just with, you know, hashtag dad life. It ain't, it ain't easy to do. Uh, all right, let's get to this, uh, this one from Greg. Greg left us a voicemail. Uh, so I'm going to pull this one up and we can listen to Greg's voicemail and respond to this one. Hey guys, Greg from the sports stand. Long time listener, second time caller. We got a situational question for you. Here it is. You're armed with an aluminum bat in a wide open field. And all of a sudden, a horde of zombie-like 10-year-olds are coming your way. How many can you take out with you and your aluminum bat before they overwhelm you? Discuss. <laughs> all right. In case you didn't hear it, you're in a field with an aluminum bat. A horde of 10-year-old zombies comes at you. How many can you take out uh, before they overwhelm you? Drew, how many 10-year-old zombies are you taking out with a bat? I feel like I could knock out a pretty good amount. Because um, <laughs> just generally speaking, 10-year-olds are the worst. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're young enough that you can't be mean to them and tell them how harsh life really is and, you know, lay truth on them. Uh, but they're old enough to really be dicks and know it and get away with it. I mean, I guess the the question is the concentration. You know what I mean? Like, if, if they're coming every couple seconds. It's a horde. It's a horde of them. It's, it's, walking, of it? it's a Walking Dead-style horde of zombies. 10 year old i could probably take out like two or three classrooms worth because <laughs> you got to think about it right like if one bites you on the arm like you're not done like you're going to be a zombie eventually but like you can keep on fighting two or three so I'm thinking, classrooms two worth. or three classrooms worth yeah scott how many of these 10 year old zombies are you taking out as many as necessary. I, I hit 10 year olds, whether or not they're zombies to begin with. So like, I don't know if the fact that they're zombies means that their heads are crushing easier or what, but I'm taking out as many as I need to survive. So bring on all the 10 year old zombies. I'm not going to maul them. Uh, I will say it's, I appreciate that's aluminum bat. Cause that's a little bit lighter to swing. So your stamina is not going to road as quickly. Definitely. Uh, you definitely get a little bit more stamina on it. Plus, well, you get that, that I'm nice... I'm also wondering, too... Right, no, I'm also <laughs> wondering, too, it's like, are you coming into this equipped with an Easton, or you, you got that Louisville Slugger where you're like, all right, I'm good to go. I, I got this set. Because, I mean, that, that changes thing. If I got, you know, just a generic metal bat, I might not be able to take as many. But if I got a Louisville Slugger, all of them. Bring them all. <laughs> yeah, is, does the bat dent over time? Because that has... Oh, maybe you could flatten it down into more of like a sword if you keep smacking them on either side of it, and then you're just chopping. <laughs> Are they wearing Yankees jerseys? Because oh, there you go. All of them. Get all the rage. Then Scott goes rage mode and just Hulk Hulk style. Just rips yeah, his shirt say, off. Blacks I just, out. I was just gonna say I black out, and then all of a sudden I wake up and I just see hordes of zombies in Yankees jerseys, and I'm like, "What the hell happened? Oh, I survived." Good deal. God, I really hope Scott's kid is never in a little league where they wear MLB jerseys. I will pull him out. I will pull both of them out if they're ever like, your son's on the Yankees. I'm like, no, I'm not oh, worried about that, Scott. I'm worried about you just going bloody murder on the on the when they play the Yankees team. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, what your, happens your when your kid Brewers, loses like, no to the Yankees? Yeah. Either, either way, I'm killing them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we have that documented. Uh, this is a great time for the stream to drop, huh? <laughs> It's actually staying strong right now. It's looking good at this point. 
Uh, not on my iPad, but whatever. Who gives a shit then? I might as well just close this. Look, just call it a day. Yeah, we'll figure it out afterwards. Don't worry about it. Let's just get through. All right, this one came to us from. Uh, oh, by the way, I would only be able to take out like ten before I got tired and was just like, "Fuck it, I'm dying anyway. Screw it." And I just lay down. At that point, I didn't even. I wouldn't even care. Uh, all right, uh, at Cornerstone Cap on Twitter wants to know: Would you rather spend another year quarantined by yourself, but you get to watch sports? Yes. Or spend the year without <laughs> sports, but you're not quarantined by yourself. So, Scott, you're you're fine being quarantined for a year, as long as you get to watch sports. I didn't need you to finish it, asking the question. <laughs> no. Yes, absolutely. I, I, if I have sports, myself, a TV, and now, do we have beer for that? Because see, that's what I was going to say. I need mm-hmm. some clarification. Now, that's a little bit dicey. Not included. I, that was not included in the tweet. But let's let's change this up. You get a year quarantined by yourself. You okay. get to watch sports. No beer. Do I do I get food? Yeah, you get food. We're then we're making some you food. Get, no, Scott, all we'll you fine. get it's all cool. you get we're is good. the essentials to live. You get uh, food yeah. and water and a, a place to stay. So Scott will make beer. It's fine. It is fine. We'll <laughs> How are you going to make beer? Like you don't get the oh, like we're in prison. You're going to get like some, we're in prison. We'll make some Pruno. It'll some be fine. Toilet wine. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> I'm making special. Toilet- <laughs> that works too. <laughs> you didn't say we couldn't grow shit. <laughs> right. That's fair. That's a fair point. I did. Th- I had this realization uh, the other night. Like it was like Friday night, and I was sitting there like, man, if this wasn't quarantine, I'd probably be sitting in this exact same spot just watching a Reds game. Like it was, there would be there no would be difference. A whole lot different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. The only thing I'm missing out on is like getting the kids out of the house. That's the only thing I'm really missing with quarantine life. Of like, hey, let's go to the zoo and you guys can walk around and then you'll be tired for nap time. That's it. Outside of that, I'm I'm kind of all right just chilling in quarantine as long as I get to watch it. All right, it's not it's not a hard decision, really. I mean, get get down for it. <laughs> All right, this one was a good tweet. I think you guys uh, will like this one. This one came from at four behind. What golfer, dead or alive, would you want to play a round of mini golf with? Yes, mini golf, clown mouth and all. John Daly. Yeah, that's the only answer, right? That's only that's answer. the only answer. Scott, would you change the John Daly answer? Mm, that's a pretty solid one, but I'm still going Tiger just so he could whoop my ass and I could ask all the questions though. I'm like, what is it like to be Kablasian? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, really Perkins? Come on, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, that's the only reason it would be all the ancillary <laughs> stuff that I'm like, so what was it like backing into that tree? <laughs> How was, was Elon's right hook? Like, well, I was gonna say, was it was it really a three wood, <laughs> or did she come at right. you with that wedge? <laughs> like, otherwise, the answer is John Daly. But specifically, you just ask all the ridiculous questions. I, I'm talking to, uh, I'm going to Tiger. It would be pretty damn fun to uh, to ask Tiger those questions. But I feel like Tiger would be the type of douchebag that like takes mini golf way too seriously. That it wouldn't he wouldn't answer your questions. He would be like ignoring you, focusing on the. He's like, I got to line this up. Can you please stop talking during my backswing? It's like, bro, this is mini golf. Can you not be a douchebag right now? So what you're saying is it'd be it'd be Michael Jordan playing with you. Yeah, yeah. Did you see Jordan beat Brooks Kepka in in a golf match? Apparently Brooks Kepka Brooks Kepka had a, a story where he talked shit to Jordan because he was winning in a match and then Jordan proceeded to beat him. <laughs> Dude, that's that is embarrassing. This is a, a goddamn that professional is so golfer. Embarrassing. 
And and I'll say this from from the last dance. I mean, he ain't he ain't Chuck, but it didn't look like Jordan had a beautiful swing. He plays really? enough he, though. He, he, he the missed, swing was fine, but his putting was. That's crazy. what I was gonna say. He missed he missed that one eight footer and was all pissed about. I was like, Ty, or, or, Michael, you just you just kind of stepped up and whacked that thing. Like, well, you gonna get a read on it at all? You gonna look at the the, the you know the break in or anything? You're just gonna whack it and hope it goes in. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's what I do every night. Just whack it and hope it goes in. <laughs> hey <laughs> Uh Yeah, I think John Daly is the correct answer here. Uh, and Scott also chiming in on the chat saying it's for sure John Daly. Also, um, how many hookers would John bring with him to the Puppa course? None, but he would bring like Hooters waitresses and a flask. That's what he would bring with him to the putt putt course. Would he a flask though? I feel like he'd have a handle with him. He would. <laughs> well, he can't he'd just be like, "Why bother?" Right? He can't hide that in his bag. He like he's not gonna just walk around. Nah, he would walk around with the handle. No, he, he would walk around with it because he's gonna be like, "Well, I'm not driving a golf cart, so I can't get a Dewey that way." <laughs> Great, we're walking. Greg said that Jordan was definitely feeding Brooks a few drinks: one tequila, two tequila, three tequila, bogey. Let's talk. Let's talk real quick. Uh, last dance, Scott. Episodes five and six this week. They talked uh, Dream Team. Uh, we also got the shrug. Yes. We saw the shrug in in this one. Uh, how'd you How'd you like five and six? Um. Well, I held up without uh, getting near tears, so that's a good start. Good. Did you come in really? your pants though? Did I what? Did you come in your pants? Because that's the other Scott reaction mm. to. Oh. Yeah, that's what I thought. That shrug. You were like, go. <laughs> I did get a little excited because the shrug game was one of those ones where it was like, ah, I love it. Uh, but no, I, I will say that I think that out of all the episodes that have aired so far, five was the absolute best between um, everything that happened, the interviews they got, the way it was edited. It, it almost seemed like the first four were produced or edited by somebody else because five was just on another level. And six was good too, but I, I think five was my favorite episode of all six so far. Uh, what's your favorite part from five and six? Is it the security guard who was gambling with Jordan and then hit him with the shrug when he won? I'm about to have that haircut by the end of this, all (laughs) all this shit. I'm going to tell you that right now. If I'm trending that way, I would do that. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't. It's not intentional. It's just, it's going to be reality. Also, I love that game though. Throwing the quarters at the, the, the little corner or whatever. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's a fantastic game. Uh, I, and and that tells you what a degenerate gambler Jordan is. I also I kind of didn't like that, you know, the way that that the whole gambling thing was portrayed. You can tell Jordan has a hand in this documentary because there was no. It was like no 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 nothing. Everything's on the level. It's all fine. I don't have a problem. I can quit. It's like, mm, do you but, really? But do you but really? Though? He he did make some very salient points. If he had a gambling problem, his wife would have left him. Mm. Well, no, no, no. I actually mm. chuckled because that wasn't the part that that I thought was like, eh, come on, Mike. It was, I'd be, you know, I, I wouldn't have any possessions. Uh, I would have lost my house. It was just that, like that, all yeah. those things. Right. Which right. Is like, eh, yeah, that, that might be true, but you can definitely still have a gambling problem with all those things not happening. Also, I personally know some stories about MJ and his wife where I'm like, Hey, your wife leaving you wouldn't have been that big of a deal because you know. Well, yeah, I, I figured that too. She was like, "That's what that's why I was looking at it. Why would she leave you when you're, when you're the cash cow?" 
Right. Yeah, I mean, like, Juanita wasn't going anywhere until she could make sure she got. It. Yeah, that whole that whole part was complete tomfoolery. I was I I was like, dude, this is clearly Jordan trying to overcompensate for something here. Javi I will pointing- say though that I uh, I text my brother and my cousin on the group chat that we have, and my cousin is a super Kobe fan, and I was like, hey guys, Ooh. I know you saw this week, uh, you know, the Last Dance. It continues to get better and better. I was like. It was so good this week that Kobe came back from the dead just to do an interview. Oh, oh, bro. Oh, dude, that's harsh as hell. And my brother said, too soon. And I thought, I mean, is it though? Yes. Yes. (laughs) You jackass. Damn. Damn. Uh, By the way, Javi pointing out what I had put out on Twitter uh, as well on Sunday night. He said the soundtrack is so good. And I think that's what makes this documentary fantastic. This soundtrack is hands down the best soundtrack of any documentary I've ever heard. It is. But it started so with five, I think more so than the, no, first. the whole thing, the whole, like from the start, this soundtrack is no, I mean, fantastic. It was good, but I'm like in, in five, it seemed like it, it kicked it up a notch. Like I don't so, know. Something, something changed in five where like, yeah, they like hit their stride or whatever. Well, you know what? I, I think it's weird. Producers or whatever. No, I think the, I was different. They've man. been editing episodes up until like, the last week or so, like they were still working on five and six when one and two debuted. So I think it's just a matter of they've had more time. They, they push this timeline up from June to April. And I think they probably had to rush through one, two, three and four. And then they were like, they had a little bit more time with five, six. So I think going forward, we're going to see a little bit tighter editing, a little bit better production value. I, I guess that makes sense. Cause they, they do have some newer footage too. And cause I don't say what the hell they like, what's taking so long. This shit's old as hell. <laughs> but they they've got some more like I mean when like when were the Jordan interviews shot you know what I mean the ones where by the way I love the fact that he's sitting there in that chair and next to him he's got a big ass stogie and a bottle of bourbon or yeah, a, a glass of bourbon except or whatever. that uh, you'll only see him smoking a stogie in one episode because his mom got mad so they have removed him smoking a cigar from any other uh, any of the other episodes. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Any of the <laughs> like five and wait, six. hold on the archive footage? No, like his no, interviews. No, 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 his interviews. Footage. Yeah, his interviews. Because oh, I, I was gonna say, I was like, he was every sitting single there, old. No, he was. He was sitting like, there in his interview, like smoking a stogie, and his mom got pissed, and they were like, "Yeah, we're not using that the rest of the time now." Because that's right. the hand that he has in this documentary. He's like, "By the way, if it's me smoking during a, an interview, don't use it." Oh no, no, no that ain't him. That's Mama. <laughs> right. you, you mean to tell me that you're that the producer can tell Jordan's mom? There, no. there was one more underrated part that I feel like nobody caught except for I, I laughed hysterically at it. Even Cheryl was like, "What was so funny?" When they're on the golf course, this was episode six, and it happened so quickly, and it was so fast that if you you know you you could easily miss it. But the golf carts are driving past the camera. And Ron Harper was out there with him, and he just says, "This bud's for you." As he's driving past the camera, <laughs> and it was the most random, <laughs> hilarious moment that like nobody would highlight, like nobody would say, "Oh yeah, you know, you, did you catch that part?" But I laughed so hard because at the beginning when they showed Ron Harper getting in the golf cart, like oh my god, sitting like, on Jordan's sitting on Jordan. Oh god, that was great. <laughs> I was shocked that golf cart drove. I yes. mean, because it was it was Jordan, it was Ron Harper, it was like a, a caddy or a concierge-looking dude. There were two golf bags on the back, and then like another guy on the back of the golf cart. And I'm like, this shit ain't gonna move. There's no way that one that, that half a horsepower can get that shit off the ground. And they just took off. 
Yeah, and, and then just the fact that Ron Harper comes back past and just said, this bud's for you. It was just this random thing that I just laughed my ass off. At. So I, I was going to ask Scott now, how how do you feel after seeing the scene with Jordan Pip and them drinking Miller Lite after the game? <laughs> I did laugh because I thought, damn, Miller Lite. You, like you're the best in the world and you're drinking shit drinking, here. Come yeah, on. And I, and I guess it, it was, what was that? That was the earlier, it was one of the earlier series or whatever. So it was like early nineties, but I mean, still. Miller? I loved, I love the story that Jordan told though, where he was like, yeah, these guys used to drink a case at halftime smoking cigarettes that they got from the coach. I was like, damn, I would love to see some of those. Well, that was those one of those moments footages. though. That was like uh, earlier where Jordan, you know, walked in. Oh, Ah, you you guys are gambling. I'm out. I don't want any part of this. And he says, "Oh, you know they're drinking and smoking at halftime." I had to believe, uh, but weren't you too? Right. I feel like if the whole team was, you probably were too. <laughs> he probably was doing it more, right? Because he's going to be the one being beat, right? Like they, smoking, I doubt. Like I, I, I don't think that he was smoking. But it's like if anybody was drinking right. beers at like, halftime, oh, yeah. Jordan was in. By the way, Javi pointing out nine and ten still aren't done. They're still working on episodes nine and ten on this. Seriously? Yeah. So when we're, was this supposed to be released? It was supposed to be July? released in June. June. I was gonna June. say June was supposed to be the start, and that was the whole thing when people started clamoring for this thing to start. ESPN was like, "But nine and ten aren't done yet, so we've got to kind of work around that." And I think they figured, "Well, we've got plenty of time," which they will. They'll they'll finish it and it'll be fine. But that was the whole hangup before. Yeah. You know that director is. You want to talk yeah. about somebody chain smoking? That dude is just ripping through butts, like constantly smoking, sitting in a dark room trying to get this editing done, freaking the f out. I mean, video editing and producing is really not that hard, right? It's something you can just do quick. Just got to do it every day. There's nothing to it. Although if you're in a time crunch for these episodes, just throw on the highlights, throw on some biggie and nobody will notice anything. (laughs) If it's, if it's like me, I'm just sitting there and every time they just do the like strictly highlights parts where they're like, okay, here's the game. And they're just showing everything that Jordan does. I'm mesmerized by that. And then they throw on a track that I like and I'm completely lost. Wait, what is happening? I will say this. So I think I think some of this has has colored my my. I want, I want to ask you guys. Whoa, this. whoa, whoa, whoa! Back up. Oh God, careful. sorry. My my apologies. It has changed my perception there of reality go. to be somewhat different than I had thought before. Um, but moving more seriously, the whole Jordan versus uh, LeBron debate. Like, how has this changed your perception of this? Because. I don't think I've seen them as different players because of it. I think if anything else, it's shown how much more transcendent than the sport Jordan was and what he did to the game of basketball plus athletics in general. And like dude was literally head and shoulders above anyone else in the league. Like there just, there was no one else that was even close to Jordan's level. Whereas LeBron right now, or even maybe five years ago when he's more in his prime, there are still people you could have that debate, KD, whatever of, you know, Oh, there's people that are close to him. But I will also say, before I let you answer, the shrug cracked me up because it was uh, what no one else has hit five three-pointers in a finals game before. And I was like, oh, well, like, Steph done that like nine times now. But again, (laughs) different game. But it just kind of shows, too, like how much it changed since then to now. See, I think... like, how has this changed your perception of the two? I think this just has more fully ingrained me in the idea that you can't compare 
athletes from different eras. You can't say one is better than the other because it's a totally different game now. Uh, LeBron was clearly influenced by Jordan, so you have to wonder if they were coming up at the same time. Is LeBron able to do the same stuff? Because clearly what he's doing is all about, you know, based on what he saw Jordan do while he was growing up. Jordan kind of revolutionized things, but then you also get the thing that drives me crazy is the debate where it's like, oh, LeBron wouldn't have hacked it in the 90s because those guys were rough and they would have fouled him and he would have cried. And it's like, no, that's just because this is the product of the game that he grew up in. Like if LeBron grew up back then, he would be the one pounding on people and he actually probably wouldn't be the same player that he is today because he'd be a big body that they'd be like yeah we're gonna put you in the center you're you're gonna be the center position you're just gonna stand there and rebound because you're bigger than everybody else on the court you're gonna go whack chuck right right Uh, Who was an MVP, by the way? By the way, Matt Barr, I just want to point out, Matt Barr uh, is making the excellent statement that Mookie coming in with a real coherent take about Jordan being head and shoulders above everyone else. Does he know what podcast he's on? Do you, do you, did you black out? Did you forget that this isn't, we're not supposed to have real takes here? I, I mean, I, this this beer was eight percent. Just get him back talking it. about Motown, and we'll, yeah. we'll get back off track. I hear Jordan's a real Motown dude. I hear he's got that. <laughs> um, I think the only thing so far that has stood out to band, me, and again, it was like uh, big band. Jesus, um, <laughs> that it, it stood out because it was episode five. Was that um, I don't think I ever really fathomed how overwhelmed Jordan got with like being Jordan. Like I, I know we talked about the whole gambling thing and it, it but it's like it it really did seem like through the footage you see like you could see where it's just it was wearing on him doing it over and over yeah. night after night and having to perform. And you know, they were talking about, you know, uh I think it was uh I, I can't remember if it was Ahmad Rashad or or who it was, but they were talking about how it's like he wasn't just on on the court. He had to do everything off the court. And when he walked out yeah. of the room, yeah. he was like bombarded yeah, right. and everything. Like, could you imagine having to do that night in, night out, and having to be this like icon and be perfect? And then, you know, on top of that, they're beating him down with all this gambling stuff. And whether or not it was true, and whether or not he had the problem, and all that, it didn't matter. It's the fact that he had to answer all those questions night in and night. Like, I could totally see how somebody would get burnt out. And that's where, when you look at it, like a LeBron. Jordan was, you know, doing everything that he needed to do to be the greatest. And then when he reached that point where it's like, all right, I'm here, but it's exhausting. He wanted to like take a break and take a step back. Whereas LeBron, because he was chasing Jordan, like there, there is no time to take any time off. Like he had to keep going and and he just keep pushing because, you know, in order to be like Jordan, you have to do something extraordinary that nobody's ever done and so, you know, I could imagine like LeBron having that motivation to keep pushing himself. But Jordan, I mean, he even said he's like, it kind of waned after he won that third one. It was just like, well, what the hell else do I do? Well, and I think that's part of it, too, though. Like earlier, we were saying like Jordan paved the way. Right. So when LeBron was coming up in high school and stuff, he was on SI's cover and stuff like that. And so like Jordan was probably the first one that had to deal with all that stuff, all that hype, all that whole when I walk out of this hotel room, I remember that scene so vividly. He was laying on a couch, stretched out, smoking a cigar, and he's like, this is it. I'm going to just sit in here, watch TV all day, and that's all I want to do because if I leave this room, shit's going to be crazy. And it's true. It was nuts. It was such a burden to be him. 
But because of him trailblazing and kind of being that guy that even though LeBron still has that same kind of burden on him, at least it was kind of like known. It wasn't one of those things where he stumbled into this super mega fame is like, oh, shit, every time I leave my house, the hotel, there's people everywhere waiting for me. And like, I, I can't imagine having to deal with that. But at least LeBron kind of knows what he's gotten into and athletes now have a sense of that. Whereas Jordan would seem like the first one. Whereas like all those demands on his time, because like I get it, man. When he said the um, was it the trip to Atlantic City when they were playing the Knicks in the 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 series? Like, okay, first of all, they didn't get back at twelve thirty or one, but I ain't gonna fault him for that. I mean, you're in AC, you might as well take advantage of it. But I truly believe it was like, look, man, I don't want to go anywhere in New York because there's gonna be people up my right. ass trying to get me to you know sign this, ask that, answer these questions, do this, whatever. I believe him. His dad was probably like, look, son, you need to just get out and get a breath. And get some fresh air in Atlantic City, which is hilarious because it's AC. But still, I think there is there's a part of it to that that's that's absolutely true. It's like, look, man, I don't have a gambling problem. I have a fame problem, and gambling helps me deal with it. That's a fair point. Um, as always, our Jordan talks brought to you by my bookie. Use the promo code Twelve Ounce Sports. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's what two OZ Sports get a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. Be sure to tune into all of the gambling shows here on Twelve Ounce, and then put that knowledge to practice on my bookie. Make sure to use the promo code Twelve Ounce Sports One Two OZ Sports to get the bonus. You can find their banners and links on every page of the station site at www.twelveouncesportsradio.com. My bookie brought to you by Motown. Uh, keep it Motown with random white guys because uh, that's what Motown is. All right. We got a couple minutes. Uh, we got time for a few questions here. This one came from Rome. Uh, he wants to know what's the worst state in the USA and why is it Ohio? Hmm. I find that a little no rude. Argument here. Uh, I mean, Ohio is a shitty state, but I would the worst is Ohio the worst state. Of course, the Michigan guy says Ohio is the worst state. Well, at I, least I, we know how to recycle, asshole. I don't. I wouldn't even say Michigan's the worst state. I'm gonna go with the state that you can like forget about, like North Dakota. Like that's, see, that's just rude. Okay, what they do to you, man? They just. Uh, I don't know anything about them, so screw. <laughs> It's funny because I'm sitting there thinking, as soon as somebody says worst state and you're talking about a state that doesn't matter, I immediately think about the state that this beer came from. I'm like, Montana. Montana, you That's where uh, my head went first. Is now, I think Montana raises a lot of our beef, so let's be nice to Montana. Yeah. Isn't, where, isn't Mo, uh, Motown, weren't they born in Montana? Motown, Montana. Uh, that's, Man, that's the next time I see him, I'm going to smack you in the face. All right. <laughs> This this next question He's six feet apart. This, this next question I'll is probably one of those reacher things. <laughs> this next question is probably going to take up the Six rest of the time. Water. So let's let's do this one. This this came in as a text. One's got to go. We've all seen these one's got to go things coming around. Somebody hit us up uh, with one's got to go. Biggie, Pac, Jay Z, or Eminem. Tough call on this one, Scott. You, I believe, said you already have your answer uh, locked and loaded. Who? Who do you got going away on this one? Pac, you got to go. Wow. Really? Like, I, I know that like when you look at it, oh. it it's, it's a tough foursome, but Pac's got to go for me. Like I, I love California. That's my second home. I, I'm a big Tupac fan, but I, 
ironically enough, Damn. during the East Coast West Coast Wars, I was all about some uh, some Biggie and uh, Jay Z. It was you know bred from Biggie, and then Eminem. I mean, he's the he's the white Jay Z. So he's Motown. You got to keep that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's eight I, miles Motown. So. I expected you to pick him after having your actual convictions to throw that in my face. But. Wow. Well, no, you guys are, are the racist ones, so I wasn't going to eliminate the only white guy. Um, That's rude. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I kind of went the other way. I was thinking I'd get rid of Biggie because I had enough East Coast influence with Jay-Z, uh, and that way I still have West Coast rap with Pac, I have East Coast rap with Jay-Z, and then Eminem from the Midwest, so I'm still represented across the country. So I would have gotten rid of Biggie. Plus, if you get rid of Biggie, that means we don't ever have to see Puff Daddy, and I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not seeing Puffy. Yeah, but if you get if you get Sean, rid of Biggie, do did you he? get Jay-Z? P. Diddy. That, you don't. That's the thing. Yes, like, you, you do. Right. Yes, you Biggie still no, no, no. Jay Z would still. There's why do we why do we have this idea that like a talent won't rise up and figure it out on their own without somebody setting the course before them? Of course, Jay Z would, would end up still. having some other whack ass talent. The New York rap would be what it is. And not only that, I mean, because without Dr. Dre, we no. don't have Eminem. And that's because he found Eminem. I mean, so the idea. Well, but that's that different. That's different than a... that's different than somebody oh, finding. No, 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 no. Well, you're you're saying we wouldn't have Jay Z without Biggie. We absolutely could still have Jay Z without Biggie. Jay Z could still do the exact same thing he did. He would just be the first one. He would be the Biggie. You know what I mean? Like he'd be the one blazing the trail. You're I mean, you can't say we wouldn't have New York rap. We'd have like ATL rap instead. I mean, we still have ATL rap. That's still a thing, right? It's just yeah, not okay. as popular. <laughs> it's actually Luda? Southern rap. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't, I don't know. I didn't want to get like that whole Bubba Sparks crap mixed up in there with the. You know, well, nobody counts. No, but that. like, hang on. I, but well, for, hey, I don't know, man. But for real, are you guys telling me that Jay Z is not talented enough that he wouldn't have been able to figure it out on his own? He needed Biggie first. It's it's, it's not that no, it's not they wouldn't figure it out. It's that he wouldn't be what he is today without the forefathers of his his I don't know borough area, whatever you want to call it, his style. Well, then with that line of thinking, then anybody from the West Coast that. wouldn't be there without Pac. So any West Coast rap is gone after Pac. Like you can't say you're a Pac. I mean, I for sure think that there's, you know, some, it's just like one of those things where when you're looking at it, if this is a Mount Rushmore, you've got the, the two contemporaries and then you've got the two classics. And, and it like, it almost seems like the two contemporaries don't exist without the other two. But mm-hmm. if you're only going to eliminate one, the reason that I eliminate Pac is when you look at their, their careers, like the, the two contemporaries have their, their whole careers that they, they weren't ended temporarily. But when you look at the two who were, uh, it ended prematurely. Who had the the bigger shining star? And I'm giving that I'm mean, giving that to to Biggie. Like Pac just comes up short. It's it's like it's not that he's bad. It's just out of those four, he ends up being the lowest one on the totem pole for me. Like out of, outside of like Dear Mama and California Love, there's a whole lot of stuff that I'm just like, eh, when it comes to Pac. what? What? Hit him up? Come on. Yeah, I mean, Come hit him on. fine. But again, like, Biggie comes on so oh, much more where it's just like, oh, this is an absolute banger. Where, like, Pac has some of those ones thrown in there where I'm just like, eh. Are we, are we prisoners of the moment, kind of? The fact that we refuse, like, both of us are just like, 
it's either Biggie or Pac. It's definitely not Jay Z or Eminem. Like those two are oh, golden no, 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 no. and stay. Well, no, I'd, I'd get rid of Jay Z or Eminem before either of those other two. Who are uh, you? Didn't answer yet, did you, Drew? Who are you getting rid of? Are you getting rid of Jay Z or Eminem? I mean, it's not going to be Eminem because he's Motown, so it's got to be Jay Z. <laughs> well, see now, now you mean now you're going to be a dick, and I was like, well, I'm going to have to get rid of Eminem just to show I'm not Motown bias. Um, uh, well, to be fair, like if you ask, you know, most super hip hop fans, they're going to be like, oh, it's Eminem easily. But yeah, again, the reason I think it's not Eminem or like just for me, it's like I grew up with Eminem. He's a different style than the other three. And so like the other three are very similar across the board. The, the problem is, though, and this is I was going to say Jay-Z in pre-show, but now talking about it and thinking about it more, I, I would say I would get rid of Eminem because Jay-Z spawned more offshoots, right? If we're going coaching tree style, right, Jay-Z is more Bill Belichick than Eminem. Eminem's maybe more like uh, uh, Mike Leach. <laughs> That's a little bit low. I mean, he's got more than Cliff Kingsbury on the uh, <laughs> Who who did, who did who did Eminem give birth to that has had staying power that 50? that isn't fifty fifty broke ass cent? <laughs> uh, who uh, well, who actually else Eminem brought a, brought along quite a few himself. It's just it's hard yeah, because if did. you're looking at it, 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 but if you're looking at it as who has the same style as Eminem, nobody, and that's well, no why I does. keep that's yeah. why I keep him in that foursome like out of that foursome because he's the most unique of the four. Like he may not be the answer when you're talking about like lyrically or content ones or whatever. But if you're just like, okay, I'm going to listen to these four, but one of them I have to skip over. I'm taking out Pac because Biggie to me is like the, the gold standard. And then yep. Jay-Z and Eminem are just what I grew up with. And so it's like Pac just by default. It's not that, you know, any of them are bad. It's again, if you're looking at Mount Rushmore, if one of them's got to go, they all have their place, but you've got to pick right. one of them to get rid of. Pac to me is the one that just, I, I could do without. All right. Fi- final four style rap battle. Who comes out on top? Wait, they're battling in this one? Yeah battling how what do you uh what's your seat i mean it's 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 one it's one v one right so we got a bracket at, oh shit we got we got two here two here they battle and then winner right who comes out on top of all those who's your what's your bracket is it biggie versus m Pac versus jay-z let's go yeah let's do that yeah let's go let's go jay-z biggie right for new york and eminem versus, versus Tupac. Winners meet in the final. I honestly, I don't know if I've seen enough battle. I've seen Eight Mile, so I'm. I feel like my vo- my viewpoint is skewed here because I would totally pick Eminem just because of Eight Mile Wait, to you win mean, it you out. See Malibu's Most Wanted too. Oh, I have seen Malibu's Most Wanted. Yeah, That's a really go. good action movie. Uh, but I would probably God go. <laughs> I would go with uh, M beating Pac in a in a battle rap and Jay Z beating Biggie in a battle rap. Yes. Well, and it's tough because battle rapping is so different. It's than, totally um, different. Yeah, like actual, you know, putting it on record rapping. Um, and so Eminem wins in a battle rap against Pac, I, I, I guess. And that's, again, only because I know more about uh, Eminem's battle rapping career. But um, if you're talking about just straight lyrical content, like of the four, Eminem probably loses. See that's I see that's where I, I disagree. I feel like if you're talking true lyrical content, I think it's it's 
it's M and Pac at the top. And then it's it's Jay Z at the bottom because he's all about the production I don't know value if, and all that. I don't know if lyrical content puts M at the top, but writing puts M at the top. His like the way he writes is totally unique and uh, absolutely amazing. But the content isn't necessarily there. Look at Square Dance. He made a whole like there's a whole verse where he doesn't say anything. It like it's just gibberish, but it sounds amazing because that's how he wrote it like his it's there's a difference between his content and what his writing style is well that that's fair but that's that's this what is puts, and seeing this is i did I not think this Scott's was going to get this in depth by the way this is the rose, <laughs> the rose that grew from concrete man that shit is straight poetry <laughs> i actually think that if we're going on just like pure talent and you're just basing it solely on that. I think it goes Biggie, Jay Z, Pac, and then Eminem. And I love Eminem, but the other three, like, like Biggie, is a star that we never got to see shoot as far as it possibly could. Like, I, I honestly believe that Biggie would have been like the MJ of rap if he was still alive. Um, and then, you know, Pac again, you know, died too soon, and he's. <sighs> I don't want to say Kobe because that's a slap in the face because I don't like Kobe, but I'm just thinking of uh, the West Coast version. But I mean, so it's like the closest thing you've got to uh, to Biggie. And then Jay-Z, he's never written anything down like in his life. And I mean, as talented as Eminem is, he, he's either had had to write things down or as it goes, like just wait, pure wait, wait, talent wait. level. Are you telling me right now that Jay-Z just keeps all his shit in his head? I mean, according to him, he's never written anything down. Like everything he's ever done, he's just come up with off the top of his head. And I mean, there's people that have, you know, testified to that, like where it's just like he doesn't write things down. I mean, Eminem's notebook got stolen at one point. So we know he writes shit down. <laughs> I don't know as far as Biggie and Tupac, either, but I, I imagine that they did. Well, yeah, because Eminem grew up in Detroit. They have a quality public school system. Of course he wrote it down. <laughs> Well, and when you're in Motown, you're required to write it. Yeah, exactly. So you, you need you to show make your... sure that your beats match the <laughs> measure, man. You, you got to show your work. Like, yeah, you, can't exactly. just, you can't just show up with the answers. You got to show your work. Jesus. Yeah. Let's get into last call. This is last call brought to you by Tavor. Use the code 258023 on the payments and credit screen for $10 off your second order. Again, 258023 for $10 off. Uh, only at Tavor. Stock up your beer fridge right now. It's uh, no contact delivery. They just drop it off. You sign for it. It's all good. Hit them up. Uh, download the app right now. 258023. This week, we were drinking Never Say Die and 8%. Speaking of uh, Big E and Pac, West Coast, East Coast style IPA. Uh, this one joined the two together. And uh, Scott, how did it hold up for you? This was the best action movie beer I've ever had. <laughs> That's what I got for you. If you're looking for an action movie beer, this is your beer. Drew, do you agree that this is the best action movie beer you've had? Uh, yeah, it, it left me wanting a little because it, it just makes me reminisce and think about how Tupac and Biggie were trying to solve the East Coast, West Coast divide, but it ended too soon. And I only had one of these beers, and I wish I had more. Because, damn it, this, this, this shit was good. I agree. It is so hoppy, but the fact it that it's smooth. got that New England style, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Never Say Die from Imagination Brewing in Missoula, Montana. Uh, be sure to out. check them out. You can find them on Tavor. Download the app 258023 on the payments and credit screen and get $10 off your second order. 
Fellas, this was a train wreck of a show. Uh, it really was. was. Hands this down. Show was fucked, man. Hands down, like uh, the, the stream. And I apologize. Thank you to all of you that stuck with it and moved from stream to stream as it ended and started and ended and started. Thank you. I apologize. I don't know what happened. Uh, we'll get it fixed. I'll get something. Uh, hopefully we, it's all. We might underestimate the amount of effort people want to put in to talk shit to us. That's a good so, point. <laughs> thank you for folks out there keeping us honest and telling us. I was impressed through. because I didn't even skip from stream to stream nope. uh, fast enough. Nope. As soon as I saw it disconnect, I was like, well, we're screwed. Uh, so thank you guys very much. We really appreciate it. It is awesome to see you follow from stream to stream. Uh, even I know Scott at one point was like, I'm sorry, I'm out. I finally, I'm tapping out. We'll fix it. I'll get a, a full video uploaded to Facebook. If you want to go back and, and check it out, we'd really appreciate it. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for sharing us out. You have no idea how much it helps when you hit that share button, when you comment, when you like. Uh, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow along with us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at Craft Sports. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, shout out to 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Uh, all kinds of craziness today. So, I again, I apologize uh, for the Doing streaming issues. Okay. boy, Scott. Attaboy. Also, we'll be sending out a link to go ahead and uh, place complaints with Mike's ISP to get his shit figured out. Because I, I am, I'm almost convinced they're throttling his bandwidth, and that's it's, not uh, okay. it's America, a very people. real possibility. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we will be back next week. Cheers, everybody. Peace. We out. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.